In old school games, life is cheap. Don't be a dope. Bring your pole, oil, and rope. And try not to go down in a heap. Hey everyone, welcome back to Down in a Heap Podcast. This is your host Rob, broadcasting from beautiful Northeast Minneapolis. Uh, today, well, first, first off, I'll apologize a little bit for the last episode, uh, the Isle of Misfit Games and the, the quality issues there. I, my uh, mic discipline, if you want to call it that, it was, was uh, <laughs> off in sections. I think what happened is I was paging through the Thieves Guild manual, and I, the way I had my, my phone just sitting on, on my desk, I think when I was flipping pages, uh, that was blocking uh, the mic and my phone, and that's why it got all muffled and stuff, and I heard it and thought about re-recording it, but I don't know, I just <laughs> I didn't want to redo it all. I, I do most of these things, if, if you can't tell in just one, one uh, go-through. It's uh, like uh, uh, old-school punk, I guess. It's, it's Husker Du, uh, Zen Arcade, just one take. So um, I probably... It, the anchor GM would probably dock me experience points for last episode rather than awarding me the uh, 100. But uh, anyway, it is what it is. But I did get a call in from uh, Colin Green from Spike Pit. Here you go. Hello, Rob. Colin, Spike Pit here. Man, listen, sorry, dude. I, I didn't even know about your podcast. And um, I've just been catching up on the episodes today. Thoroughly enjoying it. I particularly enjoy your kind of laid back, relaxed style. It, uh, it's kind of, it's just chill, mate. So well done for that. And, uh, you know, keep up the good work. Some Standout episodes for me were the the three E's, the uh, character generation. Um, I like the fact that you've picked up on black pudding and some of the rules in there. I think that's a really cool zine. Um, I, I say, I mean, I've just listened to all your episodes, so there's loads of stuff floating about in my brain. What else was there? Uh, I mentioned the three E's. Talking about the Island Misfit Games, I think that's going to be really fascinating. Oh, the list, the list is long, man, and perhaps I'll try and do some call-ins to discuss further. Laters. Thanks a lot, Colin, for the call-in. Words of encouragement. I really appreciate it. Both you and, and John Large called a few episodes ago. Um, it's really cool. And, you know, everyone that's listening to me should be listening to a lot of these other anchor casts, Spike Pit, Red Dice Diaries, Joe the Lawyer, Random Screed, uh, they just go on and on and on. Plundergrounds. Um, there's there's lots of good stuff out there, and it, yeah, we're all setting the uh, we're all setting podcasting back ten years. I'm probably setting it back to the Stone Age, but yeah, Colin, I I really like the Black Pudding Zine by J V West. It's it's really some pretty cool stuff. I like uh, his his art is really cool and. Uh, uh, I bought the uh, Heavy Helping, the, the compilation that he put out of the, I think, first four issues. And he reorganized it, too, so it's all uh, 
laid out well, where by section will be the section for his character sheet designs, his uh, new classes, the adventures, the meat shields of the Blood Ox Tavern, and then in the back is his, uh, his OSR playbook that he put together, which is kind of his take on on BX, and it's a little bit of a mishmash of different um, sim- uh, systems. Like he has a single saving throw mechanic like Swords and Wizardry, uh, and he's tinkered a little bit with some of the classes and stuff, and, and Keith and I really liked uh, what he came up with and what we're doing more or less in our Whispered Tales of Gore is it's almost a, a tiered kind of uh, set of house rules. So the, the foundation is BX. Over the top of that is the Black Pudding OSR rule set. And that kind of supersedes anything in, in, in BX. And then above in the top tier is our set of house rules, which modify the rules in the tiers below it so it sounds more complex than it is it's an easy rule set so it's not it's not that much to to swallow but um yeah it's, it's working out pretty cool for us so far um so as far as my podcast goes i know i've been running kind of long lately and i i'd rather try and keep these more to uh a, a 10 to 20 minute kind of podcast except maybe when i'm doing an in-depth review of some some games or something i know uh yeah it's probably not so easy to listen to me drone on forever so let's go to the main topic part of the black pudding rule set is a luck mechanic so and that's known by a lot of things in different systems and has been around for a long time. It's The concept is basically that you get to re-roll a die or in some cases you can have force the DM to re-roll a die for a monster or NPC or something like that. It's to try and get a do-over, basically. Um, DCC uses that in a different format where you actually have the luck attribute and you can um, pay points of luck to modify the die up or down by one pip every time you you uh, spend a luck point or a luck attribute point but in a lot of cases where it's a fate or uh, benny from savage worlds it's a uh, another bookkeeping uh, you know usually a finite amount of uh, of bennies or luck points or fate points or whatever you want to call them that you get a do-over on. And I have a really kind of mixed um, opinion about about that. I like having another aspect of resource management. I like having a little bit of a safety net for people, um, especially when you're using something like save or die mechanics. It, it maybe gives players a little bit more feel like they're, they're not doomed to one die roll, although, you know, it's still just luck. Um, a lot of case, we've we've only been playing for a little while, and already um, Ian forced me to re-roll a crit against him, and I rolled another crit. And uh, hey, that's the way it goes. Here's what we're doing a little bit to make make it a little bit different, though. Um, so in the in the black pudding, you 
every character gets a D4 luck points uh, to start every session. Well, what Keith and I decided to do to make it a little bit less metagamey kind of feel is you don't roll that D4 until you first choose to use your luck. So, you know, if, say, when Ian was hit with that crit, he didn't want to suffer the consequences, so he had wanted me to re-roll that. Okay, that's when he rolls his D4, and he finds out how much luck he has for the session. Um, if you just rolled a 1 on that D4, well, he just spent all his luck. And that's basically to keep players from just kind of messing around with it, knowing that, oh, I still got three points of luck left, so I can... I can use it as I need it and stuff. And and you still get a little bit of an aspect of, hey, we, we normally play a four-hour session. There's only a half hour, 45 minutes left. I'm going to start burning all my bennies, all my luck, because, you know, it's use it or lose it, so why not spend it? And another thing we do is you can only use one luck point per die roll. You can't keep forcing the DM to re-roll, re-roll it again, re-roll it again. Or if you have a save or die, you can't just keep, you know, if you have three points of luck, you don't get three rolls. You just get one chance, one re-roll per die roll. Because um, I see that in, in our Savage Worlds, at least the way we're playing it, you know, you just keep throwing bennies at it. And it kind of feels like in a lot of ways it becomes a game basically that revolves around how many bennies you have. Sure, the odds are much better if you have you know a, um, a higher attribute or skill die or something like that. You're going to succeed a lot more often. But if you need a raise or something, a lot of times it's all about how many bennies you have. And Like I said, I don't know how I feel about that. It's It feels really kind of metagamey at times. Um, it and sure, we're all playing a game, I realize it, and part of game is just understanding that it's a game, and that there's mechanics that drive the game. Um, but it almost feels like watching a sports a game on where something happens. There's a big play, a, a touchdown, or, or um, an out call at second base that ends an inning in a bases loaded situation and oh we're gonna go to replay and check to make sure and all that thrill and climax all the the wind goes out of the sails and you sit and wait to see what the umps or the refs whatever come up with and okay that's maybe another moment of tension uh, you could look at it that way but on the other hand you're never really gonna get that as much of a thrill back I don't know so we're using it for now in the like I said the other one of the other games I'm playing right now Savage Worlds that's a big portion of the mechanics there I don't know what do you all feel about it do you like using Benny's luck fate in your games or do you like to just what you roll is what you get and what kind of you know different options can you use with these mechanics there's probably all kinds of ways you can try and implement them or, or change them what do you think of what uh, what keith and i came up with for whispered tales of gore but 
As promised, I'll end with a a shorter podcast here. Got to go off to work, so don't go down in a heap.